Get Heavy Podcast, hosted by Craig Casamas and John Scheimer. Tonight's podcast is officially sponsored by Salzer's Records. For those of you who do not know, Salzer's is a record store uh, in Ventura for the last 50 plus years, owned and operated by the Salzer's family, RIP Jim. I love you. God damn it, I love you, man. Um, I worked at Salzer's for many years. I met my wife at Salzer's. I met every one of my fucking closest friends at Salzer's. I started my first bands with people that worked there. Um, Salzer's Records is so near and dear to my heart. I cannot express enough how important that time was to me and the time that I worked there and the people that I met and the relationships that I made. Having said all that, they are the best independent record store around in the fucking country. Fuck Amoeba. Fuck everyone else. Salzer's Records, Ventura County, 5777 Valentine Road. Check it out. Open 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily. If you like vinyl, CDs, used shit, DVDs, uh, in the record store they upstairs, they got a a brilliant head shop, uh, an adult store for all you little freaks out there. Come on in, check it out. An incredible gift shop, jewelry for your girl, uh, jewelry for yourself. Are you poly? Are you bi? All there for you. It's all good, man. Get in there. Salzer's Records is the place to go, and it has been for the last 50 years in Ventura County. I'm so, so, so excited to be able to help them out and have them help me out and just get this relationship going. I can't think of anyone else I'd rather have represent this podcast in Salzer's. Also, they have the record store, and they also have the last probably video store on earth across the street, Salzer's Video. Incredible rentals for those of you old heads who like to find those deep dives, those cult classics that you probably can't find. Even on YouTube, Salzer's Video's got it, dude. Go in and check it out right across the street, right off Victoria. You can't miss it. Follow Salzer's Records on all social medias. Um, you know, subscribe, check it out. They're always doing some awesome sale, whether it's on T-shirts, records, uh, gifts, upstairs, the head shop. They got posters. They got all the knickknacks you want, cool jewelry, cool clothing, incredible shit over there, man. Uh, big shout-out to the Salzer's family. Big shout-out to Brandon and Nancy. Um, I miss you, Jim. Um, the loss of Jim was a big deal to me. It was a big deal to a lot of my friends. Um, he was just one of those Ventura staples, man. And you can, if you want to honor Jim, you want to honor the Salzer's name, get into that goddamn store and buy some stuff, man. In a world of the Bezoses and the Amazons of the world and your Walmarts, Salzer's is really the last company fighting that good fight, man. Independent, forward thinking, ready to do it. There to serve you guys for over 50 years. Salzer's Records. Check it out. We're back, baby. COVID's over. I just went to my first concert. Um, it was an awesome fucking time. The tavern down here in Ventura, band called Dead Heat. Killer hats, guys. Good job. Um, put on a fucking radical show. Probably 400 people there. Um, I mean, we had uh, great music. We, it was outdoors. That was amazing. 
great bar, the Tavern's Killer. Uh, we had fireworks. We had people jumping off roofs into the crowd. We had some pitting. We had some fights. Um, we had a lot of good times. It was fucking awesome. I have not been around that many people in a year and a half. And for the first time in my life, I felt an actual like anxiety about it. It was fucking weird. I never had ever considered being uncomfortable in front of a crowd of people. And uh, not that it was an uncomfortable vibe. It just, we haven't been around anyone, man. So all the bands were killer. Um, you know, Dead Heat killed it. Record release. Great job. Record's killer. You know, that they're, they're doing fucking awesome things. A bunch of young, little youngsters. Uh, we had a uh, Stalag 13 played. That was amazing. Um, a band from Ventura called Railer, fucking always holding it down. A couple other, few other bands that I don't know. A couple from New York, a couple from out of town. It was a packed show. It was over by 1030, so my old ass was stoked because I was on and off to better things at that time. Um, so that was awesome. But, man, that was a lot of motherfucking people, dude. I mean, COVID's done. Delta strain or not. This shit's done. We're back in business. Poly Shore spring break summer, dude. I mean, what the fuck, right? Couple things I noticed. Um, man, a lot of comfort. A lot of comfort over fashion in that hardcore scene, dude. You know, and it was a multi-genre kind of deal. But holy shit, the sweatpants, dude. I mean, all the girls that are there are wearing sweatpants. The guys are all wearing those uh, dry-wicking action shorts. Um, they're all moving, they're shaking, they're doing their things, but I'm starting to realize that, I mean, I'm in the wrong game, dude. I need to be in the fucking leisure wear game. Tongue is going to be probably just starting to focus on sweatpants with cool logos on them, dude. I think sweatpants with cool logos are replacing, uh, jackets with spikes. That's, that's, <laughs> that's uh, the new punk shit is a nice pair of sweatpants with a cool fucking logo on it compared to your spiked 50-pound jacket that hasn't been washed in a 1,000 years. So um, I like the way that's going, though, man. I mean, how nice is it? How nice is it to be, uh, you know, comfortable at a show? I spent many, many years, you know, making myself uncomfortable to look cool at shows. And these fucking kids, these youngsters, are just coming out in straight-up leisure wear, dude. Leisure wear. I mean, in their night pants. They're wearing night pants to their shows. And then they're selling a shitload of merchandise with night pants on them with logos. I mean, what the fuck, man? So it's it. It's it from now on. I'm doing sweatpants only, sweatshorts only with logos on them, probably sweatshirts only with logos on them. <clears throat> I'm going to look into the dry wicking fucking fast twitch muscle fiber shorts that everyone seems to be wearing. I mean, it's a new game out here in the hardcore scene, dude. I know they always kind of had it, but those sweatpants, you can't argue with them. They're everywhere. They're fucking everywhere. But uh, the bands were amazing. Um, it was just so fun, man. I and you know what, man? I didn't know anybody. I didn't know fucking anybody at the show. 400 people, I probably knew 20 people. And it was just a bunch of old fucks like us standing around going, I don't know anybody here. And when I started talking to some kids, you know, a lot of kids from out of town, a lot of kids from Orange County, a lot of kids from the Inland Empire, a lot of kids from L.A., I mean, fucking two bands flew out from New York just to play the show, and I guess they were going to fly home that night, so that's fucking wild. But uh, it, to be in my own hometown at a packed show and not know anybody was a wild feeling, dude. Um, not that I 
am mad about it. I, I'm old, dude. I'm out of the loop. But what it did show to me is that, fuck, dude, there's a scene. There's a fucking scene, and the kids are taking over. They're doing their thing, and they're doing it right. You know what I mean? They're making it theirs. You know, um, the music itself is a lot of fucking, I mean, it's nothing a super original that I've ever heard. I mean, kind of a kind of testament throwback with some hardcore riffs in there and it's, but it's not bad at all. It's good music. Um, I wasn't blown away by any of the bands, but I was certainly impressed by the amount of fucking kids that were into it. Uh, that's impressive. Cause I spent many, many years wondering what the fuck's going to happen when we're all gone. Being worried that, you know, the scene was going to die. Oh my God, the scene's going to die. And now that as a dad, I know that dealing with my kids, genres are basically dead. Um, it was nice, man. It was really nice to see a whole new batch of fresh fucking young faces that are stoked on music. They know how to pit. They know how to mosh. They know how to react with each other. Even in the one fist fight that there was that I saw, which got pretty good. I mean, it was a pretty heavy one. There's some blood going on. They all handled it within themselves. There was no need for security. Cops didn't show up. It didn't go past the show. Uh, the guy got fucking booted out. He got beat up, got taken out, done. I mean, fuck, they regulated themselves, dude. And that's what that's what the punk scene does. That's what hardcore does. That's what the metal scene does, man. Uh, it's just really, really nice to see that the kids get it. They fucking get it, man. And it gave, gave me hope for the future. So, I mean, now that I'm thinking about we're doing our own show, Tongue Here, some shameless self-promotion. Uh, we're doing our own show here on August, August 7th. Uh, GG's here in Ventura. Can't wait. Tons of good bands. Goat Rhythm, um, Easy Death, Us, uh, a band called The Lungs from LA. They're killer. Um, that shit's coming back, dude. I'm very, very excited to play my first show. And uh, it really, just being at that one, really gave me some hope for like what the fuck can happen in the future, man, because the scene's good. Good scene. A whole new group of kids that are doing it. All in sweatpants with logos. Look out. Get heavy. Sweatpants with logos is coming, dude. It's, it's, it's going to happen. It's the only thing they're buying. I watched a band sell out of sweatpants. Who fucking does that? Who sells out of sweatpants, bro? Fuck. Okay. I mean, different world. Uh, I don't know, man. It, w- it was awesome to see, but there's a lot of things going on in the world right now. I'm very excited to see what the fuck happens. Uh, with all this, I mean, Trump's out here campaigning again. Uh, what else we got? We got Bill Cosby's out. Fucking Britney Spears can't catch a break. I mean, what the fuck, man? And that whole Britney Spears thing is wild. It's wild to me. I mean, to be that famous, right, alone is, is insane. To be that famous is insane. Where you walk through the street and people sc- cry and scream at you famous and then to be treated like you're nuts for years so much so that you become nuts and then your family does everything they possibly can to take advantage of your whole entire life uh and basically hold you hostage no social media you can't represent yourself you can't spend any more of your own money they got her on allowance i mean the more that my wife tells me about it because i'm a moron and i don't have the patience to sit down and watch stuff anymore um, it's shocking, dude, and it's fucking sad. It's so sad, you know, and to, what, I did watch her give that speech, and it was fucking good. It was well said, to the point, you know what I mean? A real cry for help, and just for them to be like, nah, 
nah, you're good. But you know what we can do? We can let Cosby out. Let's let Cosby out. We'll show you how the fucking law system really works. You know what I mean? If you got money, dude, you got it. You know, I've said a thousand people. You've heard it a thousand times. Money doesn't buy you happiness. And it may not. But it gets you a lot, dude. <laughs> it gets you a lot of shit. You can be the most prolific rapist in history. And if you got money, you're getting out, dude. You're getting out. That is fucking wild, man. So for those of you who are like, yeah, money doesn't buy you everything. It doesn't buy you everything. You're right. It doesn't buy you a good attitude. It doesn't buy you ethics and morals. But, man, it gets you out of some fucking wild legal trouble, doesn't it? We see that. I bet. What's Bill Cosby out there doing now? Who knows, dude? Watch. They'll give him a TV show. They'll watch. They'll give him a fucking TV show again. It'll be Bill Cosby, too. He won't be in it, but he'll get the money somehow. Meanwhile, Brittany's over here fighting for her life. <clears throat> fighting for her own money, dude. Worth, what, $180, 200000000 million probably? Lives on like $2,000 a month or something like that. It was some like wild number that you would never expect. I mean... And then what's happening? She has no idea what's happening to her money. How would that not make you more insane? And by your dad. We all know like money and business and politics with family does not work. Uh, This is an exact representation of why it does not work. Why doesn't it work? Because family is sometimes the first people to try to take advantage of you when you become rich. I've seen it with my friends. I've seen it with people that I know. I've seen it, obviously, a hundred times in the media. But, man, that poor chick, you know. Um, and I was always like, yeah, fuck her, man. She's rich. You know, I have a hard time. Uh, I have a hard time finding sympathy for really, really rich people. Um, just because, you you know, they got money, dude. And you feel like, you know, well, hey, man, that's that's the give and take, right? You want to be a famous pop star, you get everything that comes with it. But that is above and beyond, dude. It's above and beyond cruel. It's above and beyond sad. Uh, It's above and beyond unnecessary, dude. You know, I just don't. I hope she works. I hope I hope it works out for her and it probably will. Um, But, you know, same. It goes back to the Cosby thing. If you got the money, you got the lawyers, you got the win, dude. If you can bog down a fucking court battle with details and minuscule fucking arguments, you're going to win, dude. And that's what Britney's family has. They have all of her money, and they're using all of it against her in a court of law, dude. So, fuck. I don't know. I mean, she needs to try to get Bill Cosby's lawyer, whoever that fucking guy is, or girl, probably a guy. Um, I mean, what, what woman would represent that monster? But money, you know? Money. Yeah, you never know. I don't know. I don't know who his lawyer is, but... Obviously, they fucking know what they're doing, right? So Bill Cosby free. Hashtag free Britney. Come on, man. Get her out. Help her out. Let's help her out. She needs a... What, is she, what do we need to do here? A GoFundMe? I don't know. I'll throw a dollar at it. I mean, I jerked off to Toxic like 100,000 times. Does that count? Does that count as anything? <laughs> Does that count as anything? <laughs> as an adolescent, just viciously jerking off to Toxic. Uh, Britney Spears. I support you. God bless you, Brittany. You've done a lot for me. 
What else is going on? Uh, man, what about the fucking Olympic runner, huh? Shikari Richardson. Jesus. Can you imagine the fastest woman on earth, right? Going to the Olympics, probably going to destroy everyone. I mean, she looks, I mean, you know, we this, this term gets thrown around a lot, like stallion. She literally looks like a stallion. Like, it's crazy when you see her running. It's you give her fucking two more legs, dude. She runs so goddamn fast. She's gonna go to the Olympics. Well, she was, and destroy everyone. And she tests positive for marijuana, and they fucking boot her right out, dude. Marijuana, twenty twenty one. Fucking still testing for weed. At what point is weed? Like performance enhancing, <laughs> it's, it's. I don't think it's ever enhanced the performance in the history of the marijuanas. Seriously, like, there's no way it's fucking performance enhancing. I mean, I could see you getting like a flow state or something, maybe. You know, when I would smoke it when I write it when I wrote songs, and I could just zone out and fucking write. And sometimes you come up with cool riffs. And then you, like, thank the marijuana like it was the one that did it. But really, it was just you dedicating the time to do it, right? So I don't know how the fuck they're viewing this shit as a performance-enhancing drug. And I know it's just a blanket bullshit drug test. But every Russian fucking Olympian is dirtier than shit. China is dirtier than shit. They build whole entire programs off of beating drug tests. Yet... Mrs. Richardson smokes a fucking blunt and now she can't go to the Olympics. That is such bullshit, dude. It's such fucking bullshit. Who's what? I mean, weed fucking weed. I mean, if she tested positive for like Anavar, yeah, I, I, you know, I get it. Cause when you see her, you're like, Jesus Christ, there's like fit humans on this earth, right? There's people that you see them and you're like, wow, you really take care of your body. Then when you see her, you just think, well, this is an alien. This is a fucking alien sent down to just give us a taste of what of our own medicine could look like if we stopped eating dog shit food. You know what I mean? Uh, it's so fucking sad, dude. I ho- I don't know what will happen. I, I mean, I don't know what will happen, dude. It's uh, It seems like she's screwed, but... Fucking marijuana, 2021, huh? We're still here. As, as far as we always think we go, just a couple steps back, man. Just to fucking just, eh, just you know, put that knife right in there, dude. <laughs> it's fucking, it's just heartbreaking. God damn, man. Over marijuana. I mean, how good was that blunt, though? I smoked a blunt so good that it kicked me out of the Olympics. That's some good weed, dude. And then now people are all, now people are starting to flip on her. Uh, because of some tweets that she did, basically saying something about um, little Nas X being gay, and if you fucking wear pink as a black guy, you're gay. I don't know. I, I it was like some wild text. I should actually pull it up, but um, you know, I don't want to be misquoted here. I don't want Miss Richardson to mule kick me through a fucking window. But um, now people are. So I don't know where it stands now. Are people on her side? Are people against her because apparently she hates gays? I don't fucking know. 
Um, I know that as a pure athlete alone, to be disqualified for a blunt, uh, that's a bummer, dude. You know what I mean? No matter what your uh, affiliation is or I, I don't know. I mean, athlete status alone, that is a fucking bummer. Is she a homophobe? I don't know. I mean, fuck. Does one tweet define your whole entire reality? In this day and age, it does. It doesn't make any sense anymore, man. What is it about people that someone gets in, someone makes news, right? And it's something like this. Like, this woman is obviously top of her game, fucking tippy top of the sphere of fucking most talented runners on earth. And she gets, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, unjustly fucking booted from the probably what she's been training for her whole entire life. And then some guy or some chick on the internet goes, you know what? I'm going to do deep five because I'm jealous that I can't run. And they dig and they find some ignorant fucking tweet that you did when you were young and they blast you. And it tries to devalue your whole entire life because you said some dumb shit on Twitter. That's fucking wild, man. I mean, obviously there's some things that people should be canceled for, right? But, Bill Cosby's out. You know what I mean? Bill Cosby's out. You can do a deep dive on that guy and it's bad all day, but Bill Cosby's out. You know what I mean? She's out of the Olympics. Bill Cosby's out of jail. It's fucking wild, man. I don't know what it is about people where they see someone that's in pain and in turmoil and then they want to flip it around and go, well, you're in pain and turmoil because you're a piece of shit because one time on Twitter... One time on fucking Twitter, you said something real ignorant, you know? I farted. You're welcome. Um, That's a bummer, dude. It is a pure fucking bummer. Which made me uh, start kind of thinking about this whole conversation that's going on about the critical race theory, you know what I mean? Which is something that's kind of, I mean, the whole subject isn't new to me, but, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about it lately, right? And I was uh, I was kind of dicking around on the internet, you know, just kind of making sure that I don't, you know, when you say things like that, critical race theory, fucking all these big, you know, big topic words, right? You just don't. I'm a little ignorant to stuff like that sometimes. I, I was like, I don't, I'm not exactly sure what it is, right? So I decided I was like, you know what? I should really. I keep hearing these conversations. There's doing podcasts on it. It's coming up in my feed constantly, um, you know. And so, and I'm not really, I'm like, I I don't, I think I know what it is, but I'm not exactly sure. Right. So I don't, I can't speak on it unless I've actually at least done the fuck five to 10 minutes of research. (laughs) Cause that's, that's, I think that's the metric now. I think it's about five. If you do five to 10 minutes of research on any subject, you're almost an expert is what it is, what I'm realizing. Right. So I'm about, I'm about six minutes in, you know, I'm an expert, pretty close, you know, pretty close. I'm going to do a whole podcast on it, so obviously. No, I'm not. Uh, But it was very interesting. It's a very interesting conversation. Uh, The more I dig into it, the more I realize, right? So uh, I'll play this little uh, video here. Um, For anyone that's ignorant to it, like I, you know, I'm not ignorant to the whole thing, but to really the specific definition of what it is, um, you know, this little video that I watched uh, a couple days ago, I've been been watching some, some cool stuff on it, some good podcasts trying to really get myself familiar but this uh this one really kind of helped me out here so hold on real quick 
questions. When you hear critical race theory over and over again, what should people understand? How do you define CRT? So I first want to just make a distinction between CRT, which is a theoretical framework that I learned in graduate school or in read about in graduate school versus teaching about race and racism in American history critically. So critical race theory is a framework. It's a theoretical framework that was developed in the 1980s by legal scholars to help us understand um, how it is that structural and racial disparities endure in our society and how that is actually engendered in some of our laws and policies. And so the idea was to get us to think uh, systemically as opposed to just thinking that racism manifests um, by individuals just mistreating each other, that there are actual structures in our society that create these different kinds of racial gaps and racial disparities economically um, in terms of housing, in terms of education. And so that's what they do, is that they actually show us how the law, um, how laws that are supposed to be mutual, uh, 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 neutral actually can promulgate or support racial disparities. That's a theoretical framework. I think what we're talking about today, though, is some kind con- Right. So, um, I mean, it is what I knew it was, right? I mean, the fact that it's finally exposing the fact that this, a lot of parts in this country and the legal system and the laws are set up to favor or not favor, you know, African-Americans, anyone of minority color, stuff like that. And you can see this time and time again, right? The way they draw district lines in a, ca- in a town to suppress voting rights, the way they draw fucking school lines, the way they draw lines, you know, uh, the neighborhood uh, limits, shit like that. You know, basically what they would do is, you know, make these these distinctions legally, right? So now that if you live in this district, you're not able to vote for this or you're not able to buy a house in here, which you know, big, huge banks back in the day, and it still fucking probably happens, Um, you know, states like Baltimore, you know, Baltimore, Maryland, shit like that. There's still this shit, these district lines that dictate where the ghettos are, and they actually legally mandate how much education is allowed there, where they're allowed to go, where they're allowed to buy houses. Banks used to not sell or give loans to the houses that are drawn in these districts because they were predominantly black or Latino or just not fucking white, right? So the critical race theory that I'm understanding, and obviously I'm going with a huge grain of salt because I'm not an expert. I did my solid 15, 20 minutes of research, but I absolutely agree with this. For My big thing is who doesn't agree with this? Who doesn't know by now that the way in this which this country is structured is favored towards fucking rich white people, right? Um, I'm not going to say that it's all just blacks. I, for me, it's a lot of distinction in black and poor. Uh, I grew up in the poor areas, a lot of black people, a lot of Latinas, stuff like that. Um, it's, it's rich and poor a lot for me, but yes, it's highly unfavored towards African-American and uh, anyone of any other immigrant descent, essentially. They're not able to get access to good education. They're not able to get access to fucking food programs. They're not able to get access to housing, affordable housing, fucking even bank loans, car loans. It goes, it is so systematic, it's fucking ridiculous, right? 
This is true, and I don't know how at this point you can dispute it unless you really are a fucking racist or you're that dumb to where you just don't understand it, right? Um, I was raised in this pull you up by your bootstraps fucking mentality, and I've said it a thousand times, motherfucker, I didn't have boots. I didn't even have laces, dude. You know, how is anyone in this country going to succeed when you don't even have the opportunity to fucking try. If you have to scratch and claw your way out of this fucking hole that you were born into, this is not fucking fair. This is not the American dream. This is nothing that will help you in life. You don't know how to fucking get a job, hold a job. You're only raised around violence. Um, this is not every neighborhood. This is not every poor neighborhood, right? But um, you know, these communities are impossible to build because they're so fucking put down. They're so oppressed that you don't even have the chance to fucking try. Right. Um, and it's, it's always a miracle story when someone makes it out of the ghetto and creates a fucking life for themselves. Right. And the, and the hard reality is that I am absolutely for fair market. I'm for fair trade. I'm for equal opportunity for everyone um and it's not possible with the systematic fucking oppression that's built into these codes and these laws it's just not possible until we reckon with that fact and figure out how to have the hard conversation and the pure fact that this country has been built systematically to oppress a massive portion of its people you're never going to progress. There's still neighborhoods to this day that are not going to get out of this shit, dude. It's fucking crazy. And I just don't, I don't know how you don't see it. And a lot of it is a lot of people haven't been anywhere, right? I mean, the majority of people stay in their neighborhoods. They don't leave. They don't leave the state. They don't, you know what I mean? They just don't fucking see other people. I mean, a lot of fucking white people, middle-class people, don't know black neighborhoods. They don't know fucking a bad neighborhood when they see it. I've been on tour a million times, and I've played in terrible fucking neighborhoods. And I've never had a problem. Never, not one time. Because everyone's out there doing their thing, minding their own business. Now, if you get caught in the wrong situation, 100%, right? But you know the rules. You know the fucking rules going into these neighborhoods sometimes. But the majority of Americans only know what's in front of them. And it's fucking sad because they're told by the news, by their fucking whatever, their social media, their friends that, oh, well, you know, these fucking guys just don't want to help themselves. All they're doing is killing each other. And it's like, if you've seen the neighborhoods I've seen, you're born into a war zone. What else? What else is there? What are you going to do? What are you going to fucking do? And I don't understand how people can't take themselves out of their situation for one moment and look into another situation and think, man, this these fucking guys got it so much harder. For a kid to crawl out of the ghetto and make a life for himself, a successful life, a clean fucking life for himself without it being involved in drugs or, you know, buffoonery, um, you know, it's so fucking hard, so much harder than you who, you know, has two parents and the two and a half kids 
and they offered to pay for your college as long as you get good grades. And they offered to maybe let you live there while for free as long as you're going to school. You fucking have so many options compared to what's happening in these neighborhoods that have been systematically fucking oppressed for generations at this point. That the fact that you have an area code or a zip code in this fucking area, X whatever area, you are going to be denied for a bank loan almost immediately. No matter what your status, no matter what your fucking price, no matter how much you have for a down payment, these banks are not going to sell a house to you in this area. It's just fucking true, right? So I just think it's, 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 it's been interesting to me because this is a this is a thing that we can actually talk about that can be solved like as long as everyone's willing to acknowledge the fact that it's there and like it is always you have a whole nother group of people just saying this is some fucking bull you know this it's the same old rhetoric right it's oh we're just live you know all these people want to do is fucking live off welfare and not work and this and that. It's absolute fucking bullshit, man. It's not fucking true. I don't know anyone that lives in the ghetto that wouldn't like to be, have a better life for themselves, have a better life for their parents. There's no one that that's like that. You know what I mean? That wouldn't want that. But your obstacles in these neighborhoods are so much bigger and so much more powerful that it takes a true fucking champion to get out of this um and it happens it happens daily it happens weekly it happens yearly people crawl out of these places and become successful and it's incredible when you see like someone like nipsey hustle you know rest in peace who spent the majority of his fucking money and his career trying to build his neighborhood back up that is the type of shit that that fucking goes above and beyond the values of america um which used to be that but now it's, I need mine, go fuck yourself. And it's, it's fucking sad, you know? And I'm saying this on July 5th after the fucking Independence Day, which, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge believer in this country. I, I fucking love it. We can say whatever we want. You can do whatever you want with very little repercussions. No one's going to come in and fucking rip you out of your house for saying something bad. Um, you're allowed to bitch. You're allowed to cry. You're allowed to moan. All these things. And... Th- the founding of America and, and its values and the freedom of speech is what gets us here. But there are some seriously systematic issues that need to be addressed and need to be talked about and need to be fucking fixed. It's not going to happen until we get all these goddamn dinosaurs out of the office. But I mean, it's, it's just such a cool, important topic to fucking really get into and really think about because if you don't realize it, it is happening. It's happening in your neighborhood. It's happening in your city. Uh, you know, I joked on the last couple of podcasts about being punks being the great gentrifiers of the world. It's fucking true, man. <laughs> it's really fucking true. You know what I mean? These 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 banks and shit, you know, they look down upon bad neighborhoods and they won't help you out until some fucking guy with a man bun that wants to start a fucking artisanal coffee shop moves in. Now there's an opportunity to make money. Why? Because they can take these piece of shit houses that haven't been fixed in 50 years and they can flip them for pennies on the dollar and sell them to some other dickhead who wants to start a fucking yoga studio in the same neighborhood for five times the amount. This is how it works, man. And until these issues get really talked about and addressed, 
it's never going to get better. I mean, the only thing we're going to see from here on out if this doesn't get fixed is all these billionaires starting to fucking fly their fly their way to space. Bezos is out of here. Bezos is taking his big, shiny, hard space cock and fucking flying it right out of here. Have you guys seen this guy's ship? Oh, it's a dick. It's a giant fucking dick. It's incredible. It's the most dick-like spaceship I've ever seen. You couldn't draw a picture better in a dick space erotica novel than Jeff Bezos' fucking space dick. It's incredible. And he's out of here. He's fucking gone, dude. Is it going to change anything? Is it going to change what Amazon does? Is it going to change how they ruin the world and, and destroy markets and businesses? Beautiful businesses like Salzer's Records. Go check them out. 577 Valentine Road. Open daily 11 to 7 p.m. Um, yeah, they're going to keep doing and destroying. But Bezos is going to take all of his fucking shekels. He's going to go to outer space. You know? I mean, and his big, gigantic, shiny, cocked spaceship, which is insane. I mean, we all make fun of the guy with the giant tires on the big truck. But that's next level shit, dude. I mean, he's going to go out there. He's going to fly straight into space. And he's just going to fucking insert himself straight into Mars. Dude. <laughs> he's going to go. He's going to fucking Bill Cosby Mars so hard, dude. <laughs> he's going to drop a bunch of Spanish fly all over the surface first and let it get real sleepy, right? Maybe nuke it. I don't know. Maybe that's the new Spanish fly. He's going to fucking just Spanish fly Mars, dude. And he's going to fucking drive that shiny fucking space cock right into its surface. Until it births Amazon drones. And now there's a fucking Amazon space hub on Mars, dude. The first Amazon space hub. And Elon Musk is there, you know, being Elon Musk, probably living on a tiny, in like a tiny house because he still wants to maintain relevance for being a, the most rich man on Earth. So now he's sold all his belongings and he lives in a tiny house on Mars, you know, with his fucking daughter that no one can pronounce her name yet. But Jeff Bezos is coming in hard with that cock rocket, dude. Fucking hard. He's out of here. I hope he makes it. I mean, at this point, who knows? You know what I mean? Who fucking knows? It, <laughs> it could go any way. It could go any way at this moment, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, he's going to he's gonna get it, dude. He's coming in hot. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. God, this scotch is good. Man, you know, there's something, something to be said for a good scotch. I wish I could smoke a cigar in here. I wonder if, if I get in trouble. I probably could, but because who's going to tell on me? Me? My wife going to be mad at me? Fuck, I don't know. Probably. America, baby. Fourth of July. Um. Yeah, man. So we had a, it's, we're coming here. Today's the fifth, right? This will be out here in a couple days, but. I wanted to get one in quick so we could, uh, you know, fucking just kind of keep this thing moving along. But, I mean, I love 4th of July, dude. It's such a good time, you know. But this three-day weekend thing really fucked me up, dude. I just, you know, you start drinking, man, and then you just can't stop drinking. You know, I'm not drinking all day or nothing, but I've definitely had a couple drinks every night. And I felt like shit most mornings this week. So I'm thinking about that. I think, I think I'm just going to stop, dude. I think I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to be 39 years old here pretty soon. And I thought it'd be really cool to take my whole 39th year into my 40th 
and try to be sober, man. Just no drinking, no booze, no fucking, you know, no nothing like yeah, that's really that's my only that's my only thing I do. But uh man, it's so easy to get off your fucking your uh get off your cycle, you know what I mean? You do really good and then you have a fucking beer or two on Friday. You feel like shit on Saturday, eat like shit Saturday. That spawns into more beers later Saturday night. Now you're fucking, I mean, now you're three days off your diet. You're three days off exercise. You feel like shit by the time Monday rolls around, and then you got to start all over again. It's like, same thing, man. You know, a few steps forward, a few steps back, and now you're right at the beginning. So I'm, I'm, really, I'm really considering it, dude. I'm considering going just straight sober my whole 39th year. August 14th, we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? I don't know, man been a wild fucking year i'm ready for it i'm ready for shows i cannot wait to play a show uh god damn dude you know just god damn it's it's back dude fuck the delta variant i don't even know what it is i mean i guess it's covid right it's a variant of covid but if you're unvaccinated that's your fucking problem i got all vaxxed up dude i'm waiting for that baby arm to grow so i can sue fucking pfizer for a billion dollars in 20 years that's what I had a kid ask me about it the other day. He's like, you got vaccinated? I'm like, yeah, dude, I got, yeah, I got vaccinated. He's like, well, what the fuck, man? Like, like, aren't you afraid of, like, what could happen? I'm like, no, I'm not afraid. I'm actually looking forward to it. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, dude, if I grow a baby arm out of this motherfucker or, I mean, God forbid I get cancer. I don't want that. But something weird happens. You know how much money we're making? We're making all the monies, dude in this class action lawsuit that's going to be going on. I mean, Johnson and Johnson, how much, how many millions and billions do they have to pay for fucking giving all those babies cancer? Yet we all just jumped in line and I did too, because I don't want to wear a mask anymore and I'm tired of this shit. So if you're unvaccinated and you're not wearing a mask and you're terrified that you might get the Delta variant, good. It's your own fucking fault. Go get the vaccine. Just go ahead and pre-stick magnets on your face before you get there. Right. Just so you know that they stick before you get the vaccine, and then when you get the vaccine, you're all good. You're fucking there, man. So, I mean, it is what it is. Either get vaccinated or get fucked. I don't care. I don't care if you do. I understand your reasons. I understand the fear. I get it. But if you're not wearing a mask and you're unvaccinated and you get sick, uh, uh, it's your fucking fault, right? I mean, uh, it's your fault. Now it's your fault now. Who are you going to blame now? I mean, fuck, blame Delta, Delta Airlines. They named it after him. They probably got it on the fucking, I, I bet it came out at the airlines. I mean, what's up with the names, dude? They fucking tanked Corona. Now they're going to tank Delta. I mean, who's who's creating the names for these? Who's Fauci got money coming from, dude? That's what I want to know. Is United Airlines be like, hey, dude, call this thing the Delta vaccine. <laughs> or the, the Delta virus, dude. That's Delta. It's definitely fucking Delta. That's probably what's happening, dude. So Delta's fucked. Don't fly Delta ever again because you're gonna get a fucking you're gonna get COVID. It's only on Delta Airlines. Please don't sue me, Delta. I'm a big fan of your product. All right, man. Well, I think I've done it. Um, I'm going on vacation next week. I can't wait, dude. I'm going to Yellowstone. I'm gonna touch me a buffalo. So look for me on YouTube or on the Get Heavy channel. Probably getting gored by something. I'm going to touch some gigantic, majestic, big-horned motherfucker 
why I'm in Montana and Wyoming. I guarantee it. I will be posting videos. Uh, so having said all that, um, check out the merch, dude. The local shop dot com slash get heavy podcast we have a shitload of new merch we got fucking t-shirts for women t-shirts for men t-shirts for the non-binaries and the polys t-shirts for fucking anyone that wants them we got mugs uh water flasks what do they call those water i don't know the water containers we got dog tags dude we got all kinds of shit on there check that shit out man um orders are done quick Quick turnaround. Uh, I don't have to do shit, so that's rad. Um, I just, you know, get the order, and, and it's fucking processed and gone. Quick turnaround, high-quality T-shirts, high-quality stuff. So check that out, man. I'd really appreciate it. Check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash getheavypodcast. $1 a month gets you all these episodes a week early. Uh, gets you early access, gets you tour stories. That's a $1 buy-in. Super easy, super awesome. Thanks for everyone that supports that. And uh, what else we got? Tell people about the podcast, man. I got some killer guests coming on. Uh, I'll be announcing those here pretty soon. But uh, rate, subscribe, review, hit that notifications bell on YouTube. Let's get those subscribers up. And I love you guys, and I will see you next week. <laughs>